Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. You know, supporting women is my passion and my purpose, and finding other women and men who advocate for women's leadership and lift women up is my favorite thing to do. Their stories are inspiring, and they help all of us understand that we can succeed if we, so- if we support each other in our work and in our lives. These amazing conversations gave me the stories and the wisdom for my earlier book, Leading Women. And this is also inspired for the newest book, which came out in 2019, called In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life. This week, I'm very pleased to welcome Stacy Engel. Stacy was promoted to president of Fierce Conversations at 33 and has been a key driver in this double-digit growth of Fierce, including the company's 30% sales growth in 2018. She's also helped land the company on Inc.'s 5,000 list and has received consecutive Best Places to Work and Design Awards. Having implemented training programs in organizations in all shapes and sizes, including Capital One, Walmart, Coca-Cola, and Verizon, Stacy understands the need to invest in your team and yourself to make a lasting difference. As a leader, she encourages genuine connections and brings a people-first mentality to every interaction. She's a sought-after expert on many issues affecting the workplace today and has been featured in Forbes, Fortune, Fast Company, and other media outlets. Stacy excitedly sits on the board of Take the Lead, whose mission is to prepare, develop, inspire, and propel women to leadership parity by 2025. Her abundant community service includes arts organization at the University of Washington, which honored her for Outstanding Alumna Mentor Award for her work in founding professional development board connecting students with transformational experiences from workshops to global opportunities. I met Stacy at Take the Lead's Power Up, and she's also on the board with me, which I am the chair of Take the Lead. So it's, I'm very excited to get to talk to you, Stacy. Thanks for being with me. This is a very exciting time we have right now in many ways, many opportunities. Thanks for being on the conversations with me, Dr. Nancy. Stacy, welcome. Glad to talk with you again. It's been a, <laughs> this is pre pre uh, virus that I met you and saw you <laughs> at the conference. So mm-hmm. a lot has happened since then. And, and uh, anyway, let's talk about you first because, and I want to talk a little bit more about working remotely because I think that's really really key for what's going on right now. But you know what I always ask, and and I really like what your what your company is all about. It's about fierce conversations. But it's about having mm-hmm. those conversations that really will make the difference as to when we communicate with each other, it's amazing when, when both sides of the of the table or what do you, wherever you want to say are communicating, anything is possible, all things happen. But it's so I know true. there's <laughs> one thing that happens that when women see a successful woman like you, you're beautiful, you're talented, you've got a great personality, you've got a wonderful company that you're working for. People say to themselves, maybe to themselves, because they're not having that conversation, but they say, it must be so easy for her. And that's why I always ask people, tell me your personal story, how you got to be who you are, and really why you chose this particular area to concentrate your talents and your efforts and your expertise. So tell me about you. 
<laughs> for sure. Well, I love the title of your podcast. So I think even if we hadn't met a few months ago, I would have hoped that we were in the same space together. Um, yeah. So about me, well, something that was very formative for me was my dad is a retired naval officer. Mm-hmm. So growing up, we moved every two years until yeah. I was 18. So lots of schools, lots of new people. I mean, everyone, to your point, everyone has their own kind of story and struggle. And mm-hmm. for me, I think it, there was constant exploration of just self because yeah. when you're constantly the new girl, it's like, oh, well, who are you going to spend time with? Do you do this? And you can almost reinvent yourself or you can get a little more solid in your core of what is true and not or not true for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So that from a very personal level and just growing up <laughs> was yeah. extremely formative because I've always loved people. Like I thrived in that. I am extroverted. I think like off the chart. Well, yeah. Myers Briggs. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. It's like as high as it could go, which means I get energy from people and I love being around people. And sure. um, so the people space was always very fascinating to me, but initially I didn't really even know that the, this whole industry that I'm a part of corporate yeah. learning and training and education I didn't even know it existed even when I finished my undergraduate degree. Uh, I did business school and I focused on marketing, but I always was fascinated with the people side. So why did people resonate with products? Why did people resonate with ideas? And not from a psychological perspective per se, even though that does really interest me, but just from a behavioral standpoint of like, oh, you buy this or you'll be a part of this community. So I was very attracted to the people side of business, but my, my journey was very curly <laughs> to get to fierce conversations. I uh, actually worked in commercial real estate mm-hmm. for a while, building a consulting practice with brokers. I was in a support role at that time. So it was really yeah. just learning how you build a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned a lot from that. And then I actually led study abroad programs in Greece. Wow. And then I came back to Seattle and very serendipitously while I was contracting, found this small little company that was about six people when I joined yeah. uh, called Fierce Conversations. So it was very, I mean, I think oftentimes to your point earlier, you can see someone rise in an organization or go somewhere and just assume that they had it all figured out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I do a lot of volunteering with the University of Washington and that's, Sometimes, sure, I think it's one of the most common questions that comes up is just, well, how did you get there and how did you know you wanted to do this? And I think just going back to the theme of having some core knowledge of self, even when you doubt yourself, like that, I'm not saying it's full confidence, but you just need to navigate. And sometimes it's learning that you don't like something and that's Yeah. That's what takes you somewhere. So, well, yeah, yeah, I'd say well, you're, what you're saying is that you had <laughs> enough business experience and opportunities in other areas to to bring you to this next level. And and I think that's the important thing. You, you know, we tell people go out and try lots of different things, see what works, see, see what you know, learn something new about everything, and then you know, eventually you'll write, you'll find the right path. When when the time is right, you'll meet the right people at the right time on your journey. So sounds like that kind of happened for you. I grew up in Washington, D.C., so I know about 
uh, military. I know about government. Mm-hmm. And I know about people coming and going because that's just the way the, the population is. And you make friends, and you maybe you become close, and then pretty soon they're gone. And so it mm-hmm. really is a it's a different kind of way of of living and growing up. But those relationships become extremely important to you and extremely valuable. And you know what I really like about your company, and I, and I think this is really the key that, especially right now, is relationships, is that the relationships mm-hmm. within your company, but also the, the relationships that you're helping companies to develop. I, I think that that is so extremely important. So let's talk about tough conversations because you know what? A lot of companies don't have those, they don't have those conversations <laughs> that really they For need sure. to have if they want to to enter the next realm as far as the future, the talent they bring in, the talent they want to keep, but all the, also the services and the customers who are basically relationships that they want to develop. You know, five people will tell five other people about if you're good or you're not good. So tell, mm-hmm. let's talk about those tough conversations. Yeah, well, I mean, at the end of the day, we're, we're not often taught even at a young age to yeah. have them. I mean, I know my parents are from the Midwest, yeah. And I didn't really have these the skill or the confidence to have some of the tough conversations. So what we do is we really help companies, first of all, avoid, like stop the avoidance of conversations. Like yeah. sometimes even naming like a conversation, oh, this is going to be a tough one. Well, what's tough for you may be not very tough for someone else. So th- like the overarching premise is that you need to stop avoiding the conversation because yeah. The missing ones are the most costly. Yeah. yeah, I was a director of an EAP for a very large healthcare system, and one of the things that we taught was constructive confrontation. It was teaching managers mm-hmm. to literally have tough conversations because they they had a problem employee who, which was affecting the rest of the employees because of the problem, and they weren't dealing with it, or they were dealing in a negative way that was affecting the rest of the rest of the team or the rest of the workplace. So it was it was interesting yes. to watch, but you're right. So many people do anything to avoid confrontation. They really will. And so we have six conversations that almost in any company and for any professional, not just a leader, in your working day, you will have these conversations, whether they're coaching, whether they're confronting, giving feedback, yeah. creating accountability, getting perspective, yeah. and yeah, the tough conversations, we tend to let them build up a little more because we haven't had the other conversations. Right. So, for instance, we teach the distinction between feedback and confrontation, and a lot of people don't have even that dictionary to be able to distinguish. Like, yeah. okay, when can I use these specific tools? So, for us, feedback is very much a curiosity. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not sharing your own interpretation at all. Our yeah. framework is very much about just naming something you witnessed and then saying what was going on. Yeah. And then you would take the conversation further versus even some old methodologies of giving feedback, which basically has you write all these impacts and some assumptions of your own thinking. (laughs) Um, And that can be problematic because at the end of the day, we all experience reality differently and there isn't one right way it's kind of how we build it inside of a company that you're especially leaders their tasks are to really interrogate (laughs) and that's a strong word but interrogate reality and understand what's truly going on 
versus water skiing <laughs> over yeah. over the issues. Like we really want to go deeper. Well, you know, so many companies that we worked with in the AP employee assistance programming did not have policy and procedures manuals. So they had nothing to, to basically have an employee read, to sign off on. So they really didn't know what the parameters were as far as certain kind of work performance or behaviors that were acceptable in the workplace, kind of like a dress code. Mm-hmm. But it's, it was always amazing to me the number of com- companies that did not talk about really what, what works and what doesn't work. You know, uh, for example, one of the things that we, we talked about, eye rolling, for example. If somebody you're talking to is eye, doing eye rolling, what is that called? <laughs> it's, a, it's a work performance problem. You know, people mm-hmm. that don't listen to you and they ignore what you're saying, these companies that come to you, are they, are they at a point where they're losing people? or Why, why do companies come to you and say, hey, Stacy, we've got to have some fierce conversations. Come in and help my company. Mm-hmm. There are really three different ways that why they come. One is they've already done a diagnostic in some way. So oftentimes it's an engagement survey where communication or some area of relationship building, whether it's in the team or manager mm-hmm. level, it's just all of those scores are lower. And we're a way to really focus on some core pain points of having those just better communication in general. So that's one engagement score is another is a strategic initiative. So it could be, we're wanting to revamp how we do performance management in the company. Um, And then the, and, and culture, for instance. So we help match values to behaviors. Mm So and they can actually come to life versus just be aspirational. And then the third way is from a leadership development. So we do yeah. work in a lot of leadership academies and uh, right. in well, you know, specific, like, high-potential leader programs. Yeah, there, there's many companies, though, and this is unfortunate because, again, we worked with many companies as well. But what we found is that if a person stayed in a job long enough, eventually they were promoted up without the leadership skills and without the ability to truly manage and lead other people. And so this this happens, I think, in a lot of companies, of course, because they don't have those leadership or they don't have that training in place or they're not having these kinds of conversations, is people actually end up positions that they have no business being in. Yeah, and some of them don't even want it. I mean, I, I think that's a conversation that's just continuing to to be raised inside of organizations, the idea that like we know high performers get promoted to leadership roles, even though yeah. their job completely changes. Yeah. <laughs> and what does that look like as the world of work continues to shift? I mean, I think yeah. right now, you know, a trend I've always been fascinated with is just in my lifetime, the death of the nine to five job. Yeah, absolutely. And we've already seen that. We've seen it the last decade accelerate and we're going to see it even more. Uh, given this time, <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're seeing time. that. Yeah, we're seeing an ultimate uh, example of it right now. And who and the ones that are successful that will come out of it that are able to do remote, di- digital uh, training, digital whatever, you know, are going to be successful. But again, they they probably they probably needed a, a a good rapport with their employees before this ever started, don't you think? Because you know, if if I, I think don't feel there's support, a strategic advantage for yeah, sure. But, yeah, but if I don't feel support and I don't feel like anybody really cares about what I do in this company and I don't feel I have ownership, 
then there's probably a good chance that, you know, even remotely that, you know, and, and I think people definitely want to keep their jobs, but again, that uh, buy-in, so to speak, or that, that ownership is so key for people that work in a corporation, especially to say, you know, I matter. I make a difference in this company. Mm-hmm. What I do, I have add value, and I add value to other people that work here as well. So it's it's simple, but but a lot of companies don't really understand that. It's true. It's really the relationship building and, you know, a lot of companies will come to us and say, well, we want to build trust yeah. and we need people to trust each other more. And yeah, our sure. take on that is very much trust is created by persistent identity. I show yeah. up in my conversations. I build relationship. I show up as myself time and time and time again. Yeah. And trust is built. There's not this a magic equation to do that. There's a lot of it's one conversation at a time, essentially. Yeah. But yeah, I think that companies who had strong cultures, companies who have invested in that kind of emotional capital of uh-huh. we have relationship and we have network, they're definitely better positioned. And yeah. it's a great, I mean, disruption for companies that want to take it on and realize that there are, are challenges and now the challenges are exasperated with their teams. It's a it's a reset button. So yeah. my question well, to them is just are you seizing this opportunity to yeah. say here are things that we're we do well, here are things we don't and yeah. and there are great ways to train and build teams remotely. You just yeah. have to be willing to Well I don't okay. use the rest of the time because again, this is something that I think people really are looking for right now. Those that are able to work from home, I mean, they're blessed to be able to do that. There are many, unfortunately, that cannot. But those that are at home right now that are also probably wondering, what is the best way for me to continue to show show my talent? Because talent is key. You know, companies that the talent walks out the door are not the successful companies. But what are these companies doing or what are the successful companies doing that are really, really helping uh, their team members and their employees to work remotely and keep the, keep the lights on and keep the, keep mm-hmm. the business going. What are, what are they doing? Yeah, well, thing? I think one of the main themes, and it relates to this idea of the death of the nine-to-five, is just people are catapulted into their homes to work and then also homeschool or take care of aging parents or just yeah. a myriad of the merging. So some people actually find retreats going to the office (laughs) Um, and now they don't have that. So I think companies that are really supporting their employees and cultures right now are just naming that and creating ability to think outside of the box to make arrangements for people. So for more flex time, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean they can't perform at the same levels, but it's just how do you juggle it all because the kids (laughs) <laughs> to well, operate on okay well this has to happen outside of nine to five yeah. so well, please don't need but, this or please don't have that and yeah. I think employers who are um, naming that it doesn't mean that you don't have strict standards and expectations but I think the most successful ones right now who have very engaged employees are the ones that are naming it and yeah. being proactive and not necessarily assuming that all of their employees feel equipped to even have the conversation if they're struggling. Yeah. So yeah, that's I mean, it, it, it's it's got it's an ultimate time management issue because I was actually talking to a, a person today about 
you know, she is uh, she does a lot of her work online, and then she's got she has four children homeschooling. Then there's the food preparation. There's the laundry. There's you know all the other things that come into play. That you're right. Sometimes being <laughs> being away. I remember working was a lot easier sometimes than staying home. There's no doubt about it. It really is an adjustment. So hopefully these companies are continuing to be. And, and this is a word I heard. Uh, I did another podcast with a uh, another gentleman, uh, Tobias uh, Halter, and it, it was about the virus. Is that companies are going to have to come out with a new normal, but. He, he used mm-hmm. the word empathy, and I really mm-hmm. like this word because we really right now have to be extremely empathetic one another because, we again, there's this is all new information. This is a new journey. This is a new path that we're on, and so companies are going to have to be empathetic. They're going to have to be very thoughtful and empathetic, and that's going to be hard when it comes to the bottom line. That's going to be very hard. Absolutely. Yeah, I love the word empathy as well, and it's, and I think also equipping your team, so whether it's training or development and or coping mechanisms, yeah. uh, I know some companies are launching wellness, like Wellness Wednesdays or programs yeah. to really help sure. juggle all of the personal plus professional challenges right now. Yeah, so absolutely. that's absolutely. definitely a trend. And that whole idea that you're a different person in your professional life, like that whole paradigm will no longer really exist in the same way. Like I can share from personal experience. I love talking with our clients and some of, I'm part of the CEO group and I love uh, the experiences I've had meeting kids and dogs and seeing their living room is some personalization that is happening more and more with people that we're interacting with for for work. That blending is very key as well. Women Connect for Good was founded on the basic premise of women supporting other women in their mission, their philosophy, their passion, whatever. But this is something that, again, this is an opportunity for men to support women, women to support women, and women to support men. And so I think it's really going to be an interesting time to uh, maybe we will come out with a whole wonderful new hybrid companies that really go, you know what, this works really well. So-and-so is supporting, mm-hmm. you know, the men are supporting the women, the women are supporting the men, the women are supporting each other, and by golly gee whiz, we're coming up with some great ideas, and the camaraderie and the relationships that are being built and the ownership is, is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I think also what's interesting is some of the um, women that I've been talking with, the ones who didn't necessarily have the conversations with their partners to the, yeah. to the degree needed, of balancing child care and just all the demands with <laughs> yeah. the home. And I think now it's actually forced some of the cards. Like I've seen it go both ways, but for some of the women, they're actually, they just found this time to be a way to just dive in and say, we are creating a new normal for our family. Yeah. And for me to be the best, here's, here's what I need. How can I best support you? So I think yeah. that's a very powerful opportunity for women to be supporting other women yeah. as well, uh, on just how, how to navigate that conversation. Yeah. And families are sitting down and eating with each other, something that many have not done that much of. So the family time is it really, this, this could really be an amazing time. We've got to somehow document 
uh, I'm sure this would be an opportunity for you all, your company, to really say these are the things that are really working for companies, and here are some of the things that companies need to be aware of. You know, here are some some of the possible pitfalls that uh, you know we're not done yet. We're not finished with this process. You know, I mean, I don't know how much longer it's going to be. Nobody knows that. But you know, I, I mean, I've been doing uh, podcasts, but I've been also doing videos every day. But part of it is starting to plan as best we can based on the day-to-day operations and organizations that we do currently have is the planning does go on. So what what would your words of wisdom be right now for companies and, and for individuals that are working remotely uh, with companies, something they can ask for? You know, what do they need? Isn't that part of it too? I need this for my company. I need these resources or, you know, whether it's support or whatever. What do What do these people need? Yeah, well, I think number one is just really doing an assessment as an individual of what are the problem areas or issues or challenges, if there are any, and naming that issue. Because that is the hardest piece. I think sometimes, so whether the issue is I'm really struggling with this schedule now that I've transitioned in, I mean, I think there's a lot of empowerment of the employee that's happened in the last decade regardless regardless of this pandemic time. Yeah. However, I see a lot of employees who still don't feel comfortable taking that leap. And one of the things that I think we do well and companies do well, what the companies are doing well is just really asking their employees to come forward with issues, come forward with ideas and really listen. And I think employees just need to take the leap and, and be able to, very succinctly share here's an issue here are some suggestions I have Mm -hmm. whether it's for myself for my team for others and then engage in that conversation yeah but you go back to the curious along the way yeah but we've got we go back to that big word trust and and that this is something as you said is key that people that are working with these companies that did not have trust before they're going to have to figure out how to get it now and have ownership and and trust that what they say and what they do will not be will not come back on them at a later time. Right. I mean, that's one of the biggest objections at times with our work. That people will say, "Well, I would do this, but my company doesn't support this." Yeah. Or my leaders doesn't don't support this, or yeah. my culture doesn't support it. And mm-hmm. at some point the tough work is, well, I'm looking at the culture. Yeah. When you're you're talking, you are the culture. Yeah. And I think companies that are able to create that environment and or even if or leaders, if the macro environment isn't conducive or doesn't have as much trust, trust starts one conversation at a time. Yeah. So I yeah. just, that is the biggest piece of advice from an employee level. I think in this time, there's a lot of fear on the leader level, everyone, there's uncertainty for everyone. Sure. And I think having that, just have trust in yourself and engage in a conversation that you're slightly scared of having, because yes, there could be repercussions, but ultimately there will be repercussions whether you have the conversation or not. Yeah. Because if you're avoiding something, it's, there's no such thing as status quo for the most part, it's moving one direction or another. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, what we work on is really helping people navigate and recognize that they're navigating their life one conversation at a time. 
Well, I know on your website you have many great articles on those how to have those tough conversations and also have those conversations about working remotely. So where would they find more information? Because I think this is a crucial time, and you all have a huge opportunity to help so many companies and so many individuals. They're really wondering today, how is this all going to work out? How am I going to continue to work in this company and how am I going to continue to be a good leader and help help us move through this pandemic to the time where we're in this new normal so mm-hmm. tell us where to find you how, how do they find you Stacy come on yes well I'm on LinkedIn you can co- go to our blog on fierceinc.com and then I'm also very excited to announce that next week we're launching a mini course for every single individual so it's oh. It's less work-focused. We've been very B2B, so we work with a lot of companies and leaders, and we're going to be launching some resources for individuals in this time. So fearsync.com, the blog, you can find me on LinkedIn or Twitter, and I can follow up with a few links if you want to attach well, it to that. Well, we, we can support that, that course, and, and, of course, Women Connect for Good wants to be very much a part of, of helping people to move into this next phase of of whatever this might be but again when we when we work together when we're in this together that's the name of the book when we're in this together anything is possible so this is this can be a huge opportunity a huge opportunity for many many people so congratulations i look forward to working with you on the board of directors for take the lead i think what you're what you're saying and what you're doing will help add lots of value to take the lead as well because I think all companies, whether they're for profit or for social profit, have to have those conversations. So I think you're on the path. You're on the right path. Congratulations. Well, thank you so much. And I'm excited because our founder, Susan Scott, and myself and Rana are head of learning. So three strong women, all different yeah. generations, are uh-huh. sharing their stories and sharing some tips with Fierce Conversations. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure it will be extremely well-received and extremely important in these times. So thank you so much. You have a great day. It was wonderful talking to you. Great talking with you. Thank you.